Welcome to the Boaters Lounge, a new podcast series brought to you by Oasis Marinas. My name is Scott Butts, and I am so proud to serve as a member of the Oasis Marinas team and to be your host for our conversations here at the Boaters Lounge. Today, we're launching our new series, and we envision this forum can inspire, inform, and educate our audiences by bringing together thought leaders from our marine industry partners, friends, and experts as we explore various topics affecting us in the boating community nationwide and eventually around the globe. Our mission is very simple. We're here to engage with our team, our boaters, and our marina owner partners and the boating community at large. We've got a great conversation for you today. I'm proud to be joined by Kevin McAllister, founder of Access Holdings, which is an incredible private equity firm located in Baltimore, Maryland, and proud ownership group of Oasis Marinas. Kevin, good afternoon. Afternoon, Scott. Hey, it's good to have you in here today. We got a real treat by, by being able to broadcast from our new global headquarters right here in Annapolis, Maryland, in our new suite. Looking over this marina, we've got we've got the boat show going on. What do you think? It is beautiful and uh, a lot of activity here for a. Uh, I guess a Monday afternoon. It's, Place it, is hopping. It, it's happening. So we're at the tail end. You know, last week we had uh, all the, the powerboat show. This week we moved into the sailboat show. The Oasis team was out uh, making great relationships, seeing the industry. It's been awesome for the city. We got the Naval Academy over there in the background. It's pretty awesome. It is beautiful. Well, I'm excited to get this conversation going today. This is going to be fun. I got to ask you before we get going if you had your druthers, is it power? Is it sail? And, uh, and where are you going? Uh, definitely power. Uh, and uh, if you could be anywhere, I'd, I'd say I'd be cruising off the Cape somewhere. There you go. There you go. What you've done a bunch. I've done a bit of that. Uh, yeah. I like boating on the lakes, too, up in New Hampshire, up on Squam Lake or Lake Winnipesaukee. Uh, yeah. Or sailing down in the BVI's. Done a little bit of everything, and uh, it's all good when you're on the water. It is. If it were, if it were me, you're not asking, but if you were, if it were me... It's a 37-foot center console. Got the little guy, Mason, out on the bay doing some fishing. That's where it's at. That's awesome. That's where it's at. Well, good. Making memories. Making memories. Always making memories. Well, it's good to see you. Um, I'm excited we get to share this time together. Uh, We got a great discussion ahead of us. Let's tee up the agenda for everybody. So we're really excited for our team to get to know you better. Um, So we'll start out with a little background and hope you can share some of your journey with us. We'll then talk a little bit about Access Holdings, the team, and your business philosophy. We'll spend uh, some time on Oasis Marinas, our growth, and some future projections, and how you kind of see the industry today and in the markets that, that we're living in. Um, and then we'll touch on the, the marine industry overall, both the current state as well as uh, perspective on the future of the industry. Sound good? Great. Sounds great. All right. Let's do it. So some of the o- Oasis Marine team, they've had an opportunity to meet you, and, and most of you uh, know who you are. But I know that there's a lot that don't know you real well, and this is a great opportunity for them to learn about your journey, your vision, and how you founded the firm. So give us a little background. Yeah, my waypoints along the, along the, along the journey. So uh, I started Access uh, Holdings about eight years ago, and uh, you know, with a pretty simple purpose, uh, let's go build enduring businesses. Let's build businesses that have a mission. Let's build businesses where we can engage the community, engage our employees, and really create something that's special. And when we talk about an enduring business to us, that's not only something where we're really great partners with everybody involved, all the stakeholders, our employees, the community, 
Um, but it's also about how we scale and innovate that business. Because all great businesses that endure are businesses that are constantly scaling and are constantly thinking about how they deliver a better solution set to the customer and ultimately create a tremendous employment experience as well. Well, tell us about the firm today and the team you have the privilege of serving and growing with every day. Yeah, they make it happen. And I'm so uh, blessed to have a team now of 40. Uh, we started originally with just with three of us. Uh, and we started as a fund response. We didn't have any money, uh, but we just had some good ideas and the willingness to work really hard and uh, to, to kind of lean in against those. And, uh, and, you know, fast forward over the last eight years, we've scaled the business from uh, original uh, investment of $10 million to $2.5 billion now, Scott. Incredible. So, and Incredible. I, you know, obviously you've been there for a, for a huge part of the journey uh, with our, our last uh, partnership with respect to Regency. So, you know, that's one of the blessings is to be able to work with great people, the 40 people that are on the Axis team, but the over 4,000 now that are part of the portfolio and um, just tremendously gifted talent of people that bring kind of the energy every day and, uh, and, the, and the commitment to serve. Well, and it's, it's, uh, it's this incredible growth of the business, now 4,000 strong. It's just unbelievable. There's also a deep-rooted culture with how we solve problems and how we interact and how we respect one another and, and collaborate and convene. So talk a little bit about your culture and how the team approaches the work of building businesses together. Yeah, well, I think uh, rooted in everything is just a, a curiosity of trying to figure out things and learn things and how do we do it better. There's a tremendous amount of respect for the entrepreneurs that we have the opportunity to partner with all the time because they've gone on a hard journey to kind of put together the businesses that we end up partnering with and helping scale and innovate. Um, and then it's the, it's the team. It's the, uh, you know, the, the, the importance that building something special has to all of us. Like we all want to show up every day at work and feel good about what we've done. And if you look across our portfolio, and particularly here at Oasis, boy, you can feel really good about what you do every day because when you're out there on the dock helping that family or that couple or that a bunch of couples out on a cruise have a great experience, you're making memories. Um, and so that's one of the real things that we got excited about here was to work with really passionate folks uh, and figure out ways to create better memories and better experiences for that boater to take some of that anxiety away uh, um, about their whole experience. Well, this this um, uh, experience remarkable at the core of what Dan and and the team built, what their vision was. I mean, it speaks to to at really at the center for all of, all of our businesses of serving these our customers and our friends and our colleagues. And um, I'm just I'm just uh, thrilled to be a part of it and and uh, appreciate that perspective. We so are, we are as well. And I you know I, you know credit to Dan and the team that that built the oasis to where it is today i mean they they saw the opportunity i mean they themselves were boaters and they were passionate about the experiences that getting on the water created for them and their families and the opportunity to just kind of figure out how to do it better um and so that's the journey is how do we kind of create more memories for our customers uh create gear opportunities for our employees and there's a lot we can do to advance the marina space and the the amount of new team members that have joined and are continuing to, to understand and pick up on that vision that Dan and Brian and others had. Um, that's what's that, you know, we're going through a lot of transition right now. And, and, and it's about this new talent that's continued to build on top of this incredible vision. So it's a, it's a neat time to be part of Oasis. It yeah, really we're, is. We're really excited about helping bring some resources 
um, not just beyond, you know, not just capital, but beyond that, you know, digital capabilities and business building capabilities, which which we really get excited about. You know, how can we be a be a um, constructive and creative and uh, supporting partner to the growth journey that Oasis is on? Well, I know leadership development is really important to you. It's constantly part of part of the conversations that you have with all of the executives and all the team members. Um, it's woven into everything that happens at Access. I've, I've seen it now for the past uh, four, nearly five years. Um, it's a central focus in the books we read and the sure. topics in meetings and annual summits, the professional development amongst our team, like the ACE program, um, key leadership experts who are part of the, the Access Holdings ecosystem, Kim Powell, as yes. an example. Yes. Um, and in conversations about big ideas, sometimes it's helpful to start with simple definitions. So I thought I'd ask in, and for the benefit of all of our team, um, what are some key elements of effective leadership to you? Yeah, well, um, it starts with kind of just, just great communication, right? And having a vision and having the integrity to execute that vision um, in, in, in only the most um, thoughtful and uh, earnest way possible. Um, so... We spend a lot of time, uh, as you know, you met Kim Powell, um, thinking about how we assess behaviorally members of the team when they come on and how we coach for, you know, those behaviors that help advance our organizations. We find that um, those leaders who are willing to be servants, those leaders who are willing to spend the time educating and coaching, ultimately are the best leaders, the ones who continue to reinforce the values and the vision of the business. That advances the business. And so... um, being willing to get out in the field and and uh, do the jobs and engage the community uh, of of your coworkers is is critical. And be present. Be present. And and why is that so important? Because you're learning and listening and understanding kind of what are the challenges for our team members, but also what are the opportunities for our customers. And if we can do that well uh, and do it in a very engaged and collegial way, we find that we win. It's uh, it's something we keep on working at. I tell you, we're 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 uh, we've got a lot of opportunity to continue to improve, and I think it's really, you know, part of the art and science of building an enduring organization is really defining those values and living those values as a business. So, uh, we're always endeavoring to kind of get better at those things. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a it's an incredible journey to be a part of. Um, and it never ends. That's it. We're gonna we're just gonna continue. I know we spend time talking about this where, where the we want to get better tomorrow. We want to get better the next day, the next year. Um, never having um, felt like we've actually achieved the ultimate summit. We're just going to continue to get better every day. You know, it's it, it's interesting because I think um, that's one of the attributes of all the leaders we have running our businesses is that relentlessly focused on getting better and better and advancing the business and. Um, I think it's always important also sometimes to just pause and, and look backwards and say, wow, we've really accomplished and advanced the business a lot. And I think, um, you know, it's a, it's a bit of the duplicity and challenge of having these hyper aspirational team members and also, you know, reflecting on, wow, we've advanced the business uh, immensely in a very short period of time. Um, so I, I think uh, we got to stay hungry and keep on advancing the business, but we also have to celebrate uh, the successes of the organization. And I think, uh, you know, Scott, having worked with you, you do a tremendous job of celebrating the success of the organization and also keeping it relentlessly focused on building, which is really the, the formula that we really appreciate and embrace. On, uh, on both of those notes, so 
celebrating. We've had a lot of success, you know, here at Oasis. We've had a, a, a ton of success over over the first year, a little over a year that that uh, Access Holdings been involved and owned Oasis. Um, what initially drew you to Oasis and the marine industry? Yeah, um, like most of the industries we invest in, it's um, it's highly fragmented. So uh, mom and pop, I think there's uh, over 11,000 marinas and about 90 plus percent of them are owned independently. And um, as a result, um, when you're an independent operator, uh, as, as wonderful as you can be with a customer, the world uh, today is very focused on digital capabilities and, you know, can I book my slip digitally or can I engage with you digitally? And those are challenges, candidly, oftentimes it's small or operators, um, you know, are, are, are more puzzled to solve. Uh, and so we see a lot of these industries in transition. And we saw this one in transition. We saw customers always seeking more, right? If, if you look at back at a decade ago, um, the average boat length was much smaller, right? Uh, you know, I think if you had a 150-foot yacht in, uh, in, you know, the mid-90s, you would have been in the top 200 list, uh, not even close today. So what that means is everything's getting bigger and more people are getting on the water. And with the boat technology, it's getting easier and less intimidating to drive with all the joystick technologies. And so you looked at it and you said, oh, gosh, there's a bunch of people out there spending a lot on boats that may never have been boaters uh, because they appreciate what a tremendous experience it can be for them and their, their friends and their family. Um, yet, are they getting that accompanying uh, premium experience? And so we saw the opportunity, and this is really we saw, I should say, Dan uh, and us came together, uh, and he had obviously seen this opportunity in advance of our research. And we really had the shared vision for how do we improve that experience for the consumer. And I think we've been endeavoring and we'll continue to endeavor to how do we keep on getting better um, for the consumer? How do we put capital back into the business to add, you know, new dry stack storage? How do we add uh, F&B, food and beverage opportunities? How do we add servicing opportunities to the marina? How do we add better uh, technologies to interface with the consumer? All of that and social events and programming. And, you know, we love some of the things we've seen uh, Oasis do in the past, the passport experience around the Chesapeake. You know, how do you get boaters out to see all the wonderfulness of St. Michael's and Easton and other yeah. places, right? Well, when when uh, we talk a little bit about the success, that second part is never being satisfied and where we're headed. And, and as you think about building this business um, and, and what our team has in front of us, what are some of the most important considerations that you think we need to have in place to have success? Well, I think you, you always have to keep in mind what does the customer want and make sure we're endeavoring to, to drive to that. And then obviously we're, we're investors, so we have to be thinking about how we're, um, you know, building resources and capabilities such that, you know, the only way we can do that in an enduring way is that they're, that, that they're serving the needs of the customers and, and therefore it's an economically attractive proposition, right? These things have to be sustainable and enduring. Um, so those are, I mean, you know, a couple of the things that um, I, th I think of uh, as a base. And, and, you know, we're, as a team, we're working hard now on building more key infrastructure pieces like department functional excellence and operational playbooks and, and financial and reporting systems and a forward-looking tech stack. And it's all to, to help us be able to realize this vision in the future. And there's a lot of there's a lot of kind of nuts and bolts work that's happening to be able to give us a great foundation as we're growing and 
and building the team, a lot of this team hasn't seen the movie before. And we have a lot of um, a lot of dreamers in, a, in just a phenomenal way on this team. They're always talking about what if, what if we tried to, how could we make that happen? That's an opportunity. Um, but it's, it really is new territory for many of the other team members here. So what's your, you know, what's your outlook and, and how do we make the best of it? If you know you got a team here of, of 500 people that are dreaming about what could be. Yeah, well, so that journey of building and scaling a business is something we've been on a number of times at Access. And uh, the challenges are not unique. And so what we've done, as you know, is we've built um, a whole host of tools. We call it functional excellence, right? How do you, what does great HR look like? What does great strategy look like? What does great M&A look like, right? What does great digital capabilities look like? What does contemporary communications look like, right? And so all of those are capabilities that typically if we went into a business and said, hey, you should do this, we'd all nod our heads and say, absolutely, we should do this. But the reality is we've never done it before. And so if we can help advance those capabilities by giving the playbook or saying, hey, we're going to build this with you. We're going to help you operate it. We're going to help you transfer this capability. All it does is allow us to advance a business more quickly. And I think that's um, something we're doing here at Oasis. Obviously, we, we did in our last partnership. And a lot of the, candidly, some of the things you did, Scott, are you know, contemporary communications. That's, that's your module. You helped us build that, which is how do we, in a very contemporary way, engage with our community, right? So most, and it's a blessing for all our employees, they don't have a desktop or a laptop. How great is that? They're out in the field. But how do we get messages to them? I mean, you were really the one who pioneered the idea of being able to send a TikTok or a TED Talk-like message to them. And this is part of what you're doing right here. It says, here, here's our mission. Here's health and safety. Here's something somebody in the community of our, our peers has done well. Here's something we aspire to do. Um, and that's really cool that we can take, because of the scale we're bringing, the resources we're bringing, we can take those capabilities and we can get better as a team, as an OASIS team. Yeah, and I, as I think about just and specifically to communications, you know, our team members, if they if they know it's the intent, the ultimate intent, if they know what we're trying to achieve and they can get aligned on what they envision, what they think, and they have a channel to be able to share it so we, 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 we can be aligned, and then they'll take initiative in the absence of any other instruction or information. They just run the smartest, most thoughtful Best ideas come from those who are closest to the product, the customer, and the service, hands down. And, um, and I think about how, in, in just one example of communications, how do we help them really understand what we're trying to achieve, why we think that's important, and they'll help us figure out the best way to do it and the how. Um, and, and all the... So true, so true. And the functional excellence that, that the team is working hard on at Access, and I talk to a lot of folks about how unique this relationship is, because we are so connected on wanting the same thing for our businesses and for our team members, and we have resources that we otherwise wouldn't have available. And ultimately, that's for who we all work for, which in Oasis, it's the general managers and those frontline teams. We work for them. It's not the other way around. So, so thinking about our, our, our general managers, our assistant general managers, and our service managers um, that are working hard on the docks and, and in our marina offices, that is truly the heartbeat of all of our success. We got a great frontline team, staff that's focused on the boater. There's a very unique service culture that's alive and vibrant in this company um, that differentiates us in the, in, the, in the marketplace, in the industry. 
Um, what advice would you give those marina leaders and teams as we go about this journey? I think simple. Uh, serve your customer and serve one another. And that ultimately is what we're in the business of, is creating an amazing customer experience. And so if we can do right by one another and do right by the customer, we will be immensely successful. And I think you're doing a really good job here of defining the values for the business. And that ultimately is the true north for an organization, right? It's the goalpost. As you said, when we know what the objective is for the customer and we follow it, we're going to do right. It's the, gra- the greatest set of, of leading indicators um, for the ultimate results on the business, whether they be a financial outcome, a growth outcome, career advancement outcomes, opportunity for other teammates, the leading indicators for all those things that happen are to take care of a customer and take care of your teammate and, and live the values, be aligned to values, make decisions that are fair and honest um, and work hard for the customer. Boy, I mean, you do that, the rest works itself out. It does. We always use a term of art. Uh, we say we're going to act like we're going to own every business forever or else we will. And we've owned a lot of businesses for decades right? because we build such amazing businesses and build such wonderful partnerships. Um, you always got to do, do the right thing for the long term. There's no, there's no shortcuts in building a great business. And so, you know, you win over the customer one at a time and you invest in your employees so they have the right training, uh, invest in the technology so they have the right technology tools. It is starting to pick up here. It's we getting should, a little wind. We should be on a sailboat. It's okay. Scott. It's okay. We're all right. This is where we should be. You don't think about all of our teammates. They're lit. They're hearing this and that's just the where they're, that's where they're working right now. They're hearing the they wind. Might, they might not have even, you know, pick it up as they got it in the background. Anyways. It's all good. Hey, so, so thinking about um, long-term, so this is a great transition into our, our last piece here that I want to talk, to talk to you about today and get your thoughts, um, and really thinking about the long-term and not risking our future because of short-sighted decision-making. And the economy that we're in right now is a tough one. There's, there's a lot of industries that are getting hit harder than others. In, in 2020 and in 2021, the marine industry saw, saw actually a really big influx, as, as I think everyone in our company knows, with boaters looking to, to the water to socially distance and safely have some fun with their families. Um, now in 2022, inflation is at historic highs. We see many challenges across the global economy. We're spending at Oasis an appropriate amount of time thinking through our business strategy um, in response to the risk of a recession, um, we're uh, spending time with, with Kevin, with your team, um, around recession-proofing the business. Uh, most recently, we know you authored an article, which we provided to our team, uh, Seven Ways to Recession-Proof Your Business, um, which will continue to, to, to influence folks to read and really think about because so many aspects are material to us. But I want to get your perspective because we're all thinking about it um, on the current economy in the marina space, um, some thoughts around how businesses like ours can prepare and ultimately win through what is what is upon us, an economic downturn. Yeah, great set of questions, um, Scott. And, you know, if I had the crystal ball and knew exactly what was ahead of us, um, you know, I, you know, um, you know, there's always like, I'd be doing something else. No, I'd probably be doing exactly the same thing. But I, I think part of uh, being prepared for anything is there's obviously playbooks associated with this and we talked about those those seven activities I think the most important thing is to constantly it's the framework of evaluating it right it's like assessing what is happening to our business what are the leading indicators you know is it fuel sales 
Is it, you know, is it pre-bookings for next season in, a, in a more of our seasonal markets? Uh, are we seeing anything ahead of the curve, right? And then, okay, we're assessing something's changing in our ecosystem. Okay, what are we doing about it, right? And what's a prudent decision for the long term? And so I think there's a, a, a framework where you have to constantly be assessing the situation and digesting those inputs, making uh, changes, and then assessing how those changes having the associated impact we want, and then where are we going? I do think that what we, um, we obviously, you don't invest in anything without kind of the assumption that you are going to prospectively have a downturn. I think that this business has real stability, um, particularly in the coastal marina category, because a lot of our customers, um, you know, aren't, are you know, still waiting for their boats. There's a large backlog. But a lot of our customers, it's a, it's a, it's a fairly affluent crowd. Um, for, for, and that's probably one of the things we need to think about is how do we get more people on the water that maybe don't have the ex- opportunity to be on the water, right? You know, that whole uh, engagement of our community more broadly, that's a separate topic. And I, I love talking about that because that's really important to us. Um, but, you know, our, our uh, analysis says that, you know, we should do pretty well because if we can provide the best service, customers always have a choice for service. And there's so much limited capacity for good service that that's really what we have to focus on is being extraordinary um, and creating that positive customer experience where they trust us and we're communicative. And I think, you know, if, if you do have a recession, you always have the opportunity to gain market share. And so there's always this cool, good old a- analogy you've heard us say before, don't ever let a good crisis go to waste. And I think a lot of people will make a lot of short-term decisions as they always do. We're going to make long-term decisions. We're going to invest in our customer relationships and our people. And I think we'll be stronger for it. Well, the team at, at Oasis has words like growth and scale, um, uh, uh, service. It's in their DNA. And, uh, and we're intently focused on building a leader in, in the marina management space. We feel like at this time that, yes, we are facing uh, macroeconomic environment that's going to create some pressure elsewhere, but we don't feel like um, uh, there's going to be as much pressure for us. And we feel like this industry is resilient, but we're planning as if uh, we need to, to be really prepared. And I think that's that's really thoughtful and smart by all of our team members. Yeah, be prepared, but but uh, with an eye towards growth and, you know, understanding are there opportunities that are going to present themselves out of this environment. So as we, it was, you kind of bring this home, um, talking about the now and the future, we're really thinking about further down the road. So we're going, we're going kind of three to five or maybe beyond because we have so many teammates that, that really are proud to call this a career and they're going to advance over the years and, um, and just continue to accomplish amazing things as we move to 250 to 500 to uh, plus marinas and and are serving hundreds of thousands of uh, if not millions of, of customers even across the the globe we think that way um i think it's healthy to do so and to dream as you should um where do you see oasis marinas in the next three to five and then uh and then those those ultimate value creation um levers that are going to be really important for us to achieve it well with the groundwork that was laid by dan and the groundwork that we all continue to build upon is is to make sure that oasis unequivocally across all of the markets um, every geography is known as the best 
third-party manager marinas anywhere. And I think if you take care of that objective and you make sure that you bring the best service, the best team, and the best customer experience and the best solutions, we're going to win. We're going to win. Focused on customers. Kevin, thank you. This is, this is a great conversation. I want to make it a special point to wish you and your family all the best. I know you've got some trips down to Winston-Salem uh, and Lexington, Virginia scheduled this fall. So, so hoping all the best for your daughters as they're enjoying their freshman year at college. Thank you. Um, lightning round. You know I always do a closer. Ooh. Got a closer. Got a little background music from Lady Annabellum. We're going to do a closer. So, so here we go. I'm going to blitz. And these weren't in the script. Your, uh, your best boat name. Um, earned it. Earned it. I'm borrowing Lenny from one Tarzia. of our good friends. And our board member. <laughs> His board Little. member. Yes. And it's classic. You know, I think and it's, it's not like ER. It's you and. Earned it. Earned it. Love it. Love it. Uh, okay, second one. Best boat drink. Oh, geez. Uh, I got to go just straight up beer. There you go. Any beer. Cold beer. There you go. Okay, we're having one today. Yes. Join, join this. Corona. All right. Uh, okay, last two. Best lesson you've learned in building a business? Uh, communication. You know, if you don't, if you, if the team doesn't know the vision and they don't know the values to get there. Forget it. You're, you're dead in the water, Forget Scott. It. You're dead in the water. <laughs> Forget it. All right, last one. You run into yourself. You're a lot younger. And you give yourself some advice. What are you giving your younger self? What kind of advice are you giving your younger self? It happens fast. It goes by quickly. I always got it with my girls. They said it's going to be, they're going to be in college tomorrow. And I said, it didn't feel like that at the time, but now they're in college. It goes by quickly. All right. What a great conversation with Kevin McAllister, founder of Access Holdings and our partner here at Oasis Marinas. I hope you all enjoyed our first episode from the Boaters Lounge. And I'll make a call to action here. Tune in each week for more from Oasis Marinas, including interviews with company leaders and team members, discussions with our partners and industry friends, boater tips and tricks, and more. Second action, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. Follow us and get get the information and connect and share. And if there's a topic or a guest that you'd like for us to cover, give us a call. Let us know. And, uh, and and we'll make it happen. You can also shoot us a note at info at oasismarinas.com. That's info at oasismarinas.com. In the meantime, keep the throttle down and the sails tight. So long.